And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's Marvelous, Monumental, Most Fascinating, Massively Mind-Bending Monday as we join our hearts and minds as one and draw closer to the King of Kings and glorify his name first. And I'm going to tell you this every week for the next 20 weeks on Mondays. Remember, Job's friends... Share truths, but with the wrong assumptions. It's so important for you to understand this. Job's friends say a lot of really brilliant things, but they have assumed that Job has done something when, in fact, as Scripture shows us, all God was doing was bragging about him. Here is an undeniable truth from Eliphaz. Resentment destroys fools. It's not that resentment is okie-dokie for wise people. That is a complete misunderstanding of the principle. Fools believe there is no God, and fools hold on to resentment like a cancer. The root of bitterness will grow inside a person and destroy them. So when Hebrews 12.15 warns the Christian, see to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up and causes trouble and defiles many— Even bitterness towards God's got to be removed. Next, sticking with the principles of fools, we need to address what Jesus said about calling someone a fool. Can we or how can we quote the fool has said in his heart, there is no God without getting in trouble with Jesus? There's over 120 references for a fool or fools. So here is the ticket on this one. We're going to use some supplements from wiser people than Dave because I know a few things, but these guys know lots of things. And then finally, turning from God may produce success for a season. But seasons pass, and so does success, and so does life. There is still a toll to pay. And even if it's all the way at the end, the price will be extracted in the great judgment one way or another. Hebrews 11.25 states, Choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. The result of sin is death. And the end result of sin is eternal separation from God. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Wow, that's nice. Politics, entertainment, and current events, personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oy vey. Okay, let's do it a little better. Oy vey. So much more. For those that haven't figured it out, I was born and raised Jewish. So that ought to help you. And then I have a Baptist, a Pentecostal, and a Charismatic ordination, and I have an MA, uh, a BA, MA, and a doctorate. <laughs> 
So you know what I am? Just as confused as you are. Here's the bottom line, though. We're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can also text us during the show, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us during the show. Yeah. Hey, if you've got a recipe for brownies, we are here for you. If you got a recipe for hot apple pie, we are here for you. You just call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. An incredible experience awaits you if you make that call because you'll be talking to Dynamite D. Person, you got the number right because you are talking to kid a dynamite. dynamite. All right, so this is kind of a we know we're going into Thanksgiving, everybody knows we're going into Thanksgiving, so let's not pretend we're not going into Thanksgiving. Keep in mind that Thanksgiving is the only day that you can eat food the entire day, and it's, everything is minus calories. Every time you eat it, it's reducing those calories. Isn't that nice? <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> All right, so this is going to be for Dynamite D to answer this. Uh, talking to Dynamite D is like this. What is your, Dynamite D, favorite side dish on Thanksgiving? Boy, what a tough one, That's Dave. a tough one, huh? I would say between sweet potatoes and maybe candy yams or... Um... I would say that. Sweet potato okay. to candy yam. Got it. All right. That's his. I got everybody thinking. Everybody's thinking, wait, this is Thursday, right? It's coming up Thursday, right? That's right. I'm just laying seeds. That's what's going on there. Uh, bottom line for most people to recognize is if you've got a praise report or you've got a prayer request or you've got something you want to share, we want you to be able to do that. We want to Hebrews 3.25 and Hebrews 10.25 it by saying, let's encourage one another as we see the day of the return of Jesus Christ getting closer and closer. And in the meantime, let's encourage, strengthen, and bless one another and empower one another to do the best that we can walking in a world that is uh, many times off of its rocker. <laughs> Let's just, just call it what it is. I mean, there's some weird stuff going on nowadays, I think. It's been weird stuff going on for a while, I think it's uh, fair to say. So uh, we want you to have all those opportunities to engage with us, as well as trivia. You guys probably will get this one in a hurry. Here's your trivia question. In which chapter of the Gospel of John does Jesus say that the wind blows where it pleases? In which chapter of the Gospel of John does Jesus mention that the wind blows where it pleases? Mm -hmm. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. Additionally, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Brief announcement that I want to make. I think it's very important to make these announcements. Uh, About a week ago, my second grandchild, she's my third grandchild in sequential order, but he accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior and you're thinking, well, he's kind of young. How'd they do that? First of all, if you know Julianne and Jared, they are Bible grillers. In other words, they, 
they will ask a thousand questions before they say okay because he's a youth pastor, so that's kind of what he does. And uh, he uh, passed them all with flying colors and has acknowledged Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. And Jesus lives in his heart by faith. And uh, so now there I've got two of uh, seven grandchildren. And what that means is that the Jewish part of my Christian family will carry on past moi, past me, which is, you know, all I really wanted from the Lord. Now, that doesn't mean I'm ready for the Lord to go, okay, you're done. <laughs> I'm just telling you. That's a big deal and a big thing. Okay? All right. All right. Got that. We talked about Isaiah. Uh, please pray for my leg. Friday I got stuck in traffic. You know what happened? I was stuck in traffic for almost three hours. And guess what? My leg started to swell. Remember I had that problem, and then I had to go to the hospital, and they had to stick morphine in it, they had to drain it, and so on and so forth. And I didn't go to that point at all, but it did uh, puff up pretty good, which has told uh, Noel and I, long-distance travel, stuck in a car, not a good idea for you. <laughs> and we got something you shouldn't do. That. Oh, okay. All right. Got it? All right, great. All right, once more on the trivia question. We're just loaded with stuff today, aren't we? Uh, in uh, which chapter of the Gospel of John does Jesus say that the wind blows where it pleases? If you think you know the answer. 972-445-0770. As well, um, the text, 214-210-8483. And then also, uh, he must, uh, david at hemustincrease.org. If you need a hint, okay? If you need a hint, I'll give you a hint. Okay, I'm going to do it because a lot of people already answered. I'm going to give you a hint because some people need help. Remember the chapter with Nicodemus. That's what you need to do. Okay, all right. I told you it was a fake accent, so just leave that alone. There. Okay, great. All right, so back to Job and the exciting times for Job. And I just want to start off with this one line. Remember, and we've said this before, and I'll say it again, and it's superbly important for you and I to understand this. I mean, it's really, really important. Job's friends are sharing with Job, but they're basing their what they're sharing, they're basing that on the assumption that Job did something wrong. Okay, so that's why he's going through all the stuff. That doesn't mean everything they said is wrong, but the spirit with which they said it is wrong. But check out some of the things that were said, and I think everyone who, will, who listen to me will know how accurate this is. This is really a great thing uh, to be said. Here's what chapter 5 is from Eliphaz. You may cry for help, but no one listens to you. You may turn to angels, but they give you no help. We talked about that last week. Angels don't give you help. God gives you help. And then it says this, surely resentment destroys the fool. <gasps> what a brilliant statement. Too bad he was thinking Job was all doing stuff wrong because this by itself is a fantastic sermon. Resentment destroys fools. That's right. And in fact, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15 says, See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up, causing trouble and defiling many. It's a fact that many of us deal 
and I'm included in that, with bitterness, right? You don't go through the church experiences I went through uh, with the pastor being like a Jim Jonesy kind of guy without going through resentments. I mean, it's just one of those weird things. You know, you're mad at it. Sometimes you have to pull it back. Lord, I know I'm not supposed to be mad at you, but, you know, you let this happen, da-da-da-da. The end result's great because now we minister to people like that, but that's not the point. The point is you still go through that process as a human being. And you might go through something with family. You might go through something with friends. You might go through something with your children or even with your spouse or your parents, right? But hanging on to resentment will hurt you. Holding that resentment against that person means, of all the stuff you come up with, means you're not forgiving them. And then you get at 1 Corinthians 13, love keeps no record of wrongs, but that's the one wrong you'll never forget. <laughs> it's like, wait, love keeps no record of wrongs. Okay. Yes, but, well, I forgive you, but I won't forget. Well, just then you're not forgiving. You see, it doesn't work. That's not permitted. And the truth is that when we hold on to that bitterness, who's it killing? Us. Bitterness inside of my dad died of cancer. Okay? It's a very unique cancer uh, connected to radiation from x rays. I mean, back when, before they had any kind of knowledge. And so, one of those weird things, right? But the cancer started in his arm and moved through his body and then went from his body to different parts of his body. And eventually he succumbed because it took over his body and destroyed his body. That's what resentment does. So if you and I have resentment, we got to come before the Lord and say, forgive me for being resentful. Help me to let go of this. Don't be lying to God about it. Say, I, 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 I. No, it's there. Help me get get rid of it. It's hurting me. He says, and he's right in what he says. It's not right in how he applies it to Job, but he says, surely resentment destroys the fool. That is correct. It does. The answer to the trivia question, in which chapter of the Gospel of John does Jesus say that the wind blows where it pleases? That would be chapter 3. Same chapter that he was talking about with Nicodemus and being born again. We'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. The David Spoon Experience. You don't know what's going to happen in one minute, let alone one hour from now. And God, who it's impossible for God to lie, has made this commitment made this offer, made this opportunity to both you and me and all of us around. The simplicity is that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and that the wages of that sin, the wages falling short, is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And God, demonstrating his love for us, sent Jesus Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. There is nothing more important than that principle right there, the hope that is offered 
to believers who acknowledge and surrender to the testimony of Jesus Christ. That's what's being offered. That's what gives you encouragement. That's what enables you to go on. You're going to have a lot of sorrow in this life. Job said it best, a man's days are few and full of trouble. But in the next, there is something so wonderful that even in man's mind, we cannot retain it. For eye has not seen, neither has ear heard, neither has, can the heart comprehend, can, can't even receive the great things which God has prepared for them that love him. There's such a great thing that's coming for us, such a great place, such a wondrous place. But you got to acknowledge the invitation. You got to say yes, because if you don't say yes, you're not going to that wedding. The wedding of the Lamb. Don't be that person. Don't be that person that rejects it. Don't be that person that lives in sorrow and grief and in sadness. Don't be that person. Be the one that says yes so that you can be a part of the great wedding feast, that you can be a part of the great celebration. Oh, life is much more than this 60, 70, 80, 90 years. It's eternity on the line. And if you've already said yes, rest in the comfort. Rest in that place. Rest in that goodness. That all is well. And even on this side, if it's hard, on the other side, it's glorious. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, which, by the way, you can get the KAAM 770 app on Google and or on Apple or anything else. You just push the button. You can hear it. Boom, boom, boom. You have to like that. That's pretty nice. Here's your next trivia question. Many people will know this. They won't even know why they know this, but they'll know this. Fill in the missing word. They sow the wind and will reap the... You got to fill in the missing word. They sow the wind and they will reap the... Ooh. What's that next word? Uh, 972-445-0770 if you want to call in and share what you think the answer is. Uh, we'll get you there one way or another, as you guys know. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. That's uh, really uh, – Abraham is striking first for the pow-pow. Nice job, sir. And fill in the missing word. They sow the wind and reap the... I got to stop right there. Uh, Roger can come right behind. Very, very good, gentlemen. Very, very good. What's the other thing I need to tell you guys? One, two, no, three, uh, four, no. Okay. <laughs> Just I think of any of those things are important. It's like, well, they're important, but they're not that important. Okay? All right. There you go. Uh, oh, I want to go to this text because I want to talk about fools. And this is a, uh, an important portion 
uh, for people to understand. So I want to I want to do my best, and I'm not the best at communicating this. So you're just gonna have to forgive me, and and think about. Okay, well he's trying to communicate, trying to teach me how to get there. Okay, so uh, in Job chapter five, we're, we're pushing past. We're kind of backing up with Eliphaz, and he says this: You may cry for help, but no one listens. You may turn to the angels, but they give you no help. Surely resentment destroys the fools, as we just talked about, and jealousy kills the simple. From my experience, I know that fools who turn from God may be successful for the moment. But then comes sudden disaster. Okay? Now, we have mentioned fools a couple of times, and it's important to understand because Jesus had something to say about fools, so I want to kind of give you a little bit of a teach on there. We did talk about this already when we went through Matthew 5, but I'm doing it again on purpose, and here's uh, the text. And this comes out of Got Questions. And then I also did something with Kenneth Barker and Kevin uh, Wassler uh, and a few other people who are, uh, you know, authentic scholars and not just annoying Jewish people like myself. Uh, here is what got questions, which is about five or six scholars uh, mentioned. It says the Bible has much to say about fools. In fact, just so you can know, over 120 references to fool or fools. The word fool today usually means a senseless fellow or a dullard. The biblical definition has an added dimension of someone who disregards God's word. The Bible lists many characteristics of such a person, often contrasting him with one who is wise. Ecclesiastes 10 Two says the heart of the wise inclined to the right, but the heart of the fool to the left. A fool is one whose wayward heart turns continually towards foolishness. Okay, now we're going to get to that Jesus part, right? There is an important distinction between the biblical definition of a fool and the word Jesus used, which is raka in Matthew 5.22, when he forbade calling a Christian brother a fool. The term raka, spoken from the heart of contempt, implies utter worthlessness. Jesus was not saying that we cannot call the choices of, of, of another person foolish, but to call someone raka was to say this person was beyond the reach of God and therefore condemned forever. To say you fool to a brother or a sister in that day was the equivalent of saying damn you to someone today. We do not have the power or the right to condemn anyone to hell. That position of judgment belongs only to God. You can warn people, but you can't pronounce it unless you are in that authority. A born-again Christian cannot be damned because he or she has been purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ. That's Colossians 1.14. We can and should, however, do all we can to turn the hearts of those exhibiting foolishness towards wisdom and possibly saving their lives and their eternal souls. Okay? All right. So you think, wow, that is just so much material. I know, but here's what's important to understand. What happens is people will hear different words or different things, and then they collude them. And it even says in almost all the translations, when it says fool, it even says in the translations in the Greek, that means raka. I mean, it's specific to that word. And that word is an eternal condemnation that the person has no value or worth and cannot be redeemed no matter what, even by God. It's like, careful. Don't be going there. You're not allowed to do that. 
The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. That's one thing. Raka, that's a different thing. So it's, you just got to understand the differences and the intensities that are being discussed. And in the text, by the way, I do want to point out what the text is talking about. It says this. From my experience, this is Eliphaz talking, I know that fools who turn from God may be successful for the moment, but then comes sudden disaster. See, so here's the big key in that. Ready? 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 A person who is foolish might find temporary success and pleasure but we'll find long-term disaster. And the scripture makes it quite clear that though sin may be considered pleasurable for a season, its ultimate power is death and destruction. And so what Eliphaz says is, I know that fools who turn from God may be successful for the moment, but then comes sudden disaster. He's not saying anything wrong. He's just wrong in that he's applying it to Job. And that's part of the problem that Christians have when they judge one another, and they judge one another inappropriately, and that is we think we know all the circumstances involved. Yet only God knows every single nuance and therefore is the one who is qualified to judge eternally. That doesn't mean you can't make an evaluation. It doesn't mean you can't have a judgment on somebody's character or their attitude if they manifest fruit. You're supposed to do that. But it's not your job to eternally slap them somewhere because you don't own eternity. God does. There's a little bit of humility in that, all right? Okay. Fill in the missing word. Here's the missing word from the trivia question. Here we go. Like that little accent. Thank you very much. Uh, they sow the wind and reap the whirlwind. That's the answer. They sow the wind and they reap the whirlwind. Pretty good one right there. I think it's pretty good. All right. Take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Since the dawn of the Internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby, or passion. Introducing Cowpunch Sites. Cowpunch Sites can help you create and maintain a quality website. From design to security, Cowpunch does it all. Cowpunch is a family-owned and operated business, taking a fresh approach to business. Lots of clients at lower prices. Make mom happy. The most significant benefit of working with Cowpunch Sites is that you work with real people, not cheesy templates. No outsourcing. It's $57 a month, and there's no setup fee and no cancellation fees. When you go to cowpunchsites.com dad. That's cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's me. Oh, did I mention that it's $57 a month? Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and 
That's no bull. Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station. Oops, sorry. That's Cow Punch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull-oney. There, that's better. Cowpunchsites.com slash dad. What is the David Spoon experience? Jesus' longest sermon that's recorded is Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7, which takes about 25 to 30 minutes long. It takes about 30 minutes to read Matthew 5, 6, and 7. So here's a lesson for pastors and preachers everywhere. Jesus said everything he wanted to say on the Sermon on the Mount in 30 minutes. Paul took 12 hours. God didn't record a single word. The David Spoon Experience on 770 KAAM. Who is David Spoon? I have no idea. People have asked me about the David Spoon Experience. They wanted to know what I thought of him. Like any person searching for answers, I have wondered about him. He was born and raised Jewish and after intense drug use, became a Christian. He's married to his best friend, Noel, has three children, seven grandchildren, plus two dogs named Levi and Bert. He has three separate ordinations from three different denominations and is a summa cum laude for his BA degree in ministry and leadership, as well as a master's degree in theological studies and a doctorate in strategic ministry. He has a weird sense of humor and talks a lot. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? Nah, I don't think so. And those big ears really don't help him. But would they enjoy his perspective on life, culture, politics, food, sports, local and national news? I don't know. I guess people will have to listen to find out. Sometimes Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. I always like it when Monday goes decent, though, you know, because sometimes it's you have to fight your way through it. This is a short week, and you got all that other stuff, and that had that stuff happen on Friday, which, by the way, so yeah, I'm, I'm glad that a lot of people were, were concerned for me. I do appreciate that, and there were some fatalities involved, so I've been pray, I'm praying for those uh, people that were affected. But it was it was as bad as it was probably the second worst traffic thing I've ever seen in in my life. It was bad. It was really really bad. Um, but you know, sometimes uh, you when you don't teach on a Friday and then so you don't. That's so why I missed Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You come back on a Monday. It just there can be rust. <laughs> is, that, is that a nice way to say that? It's like it's, it seems like there could be rust. I don't know. I don't think it's been any rust today, though. Well, not a lot of rust today. I'm going to give you. I'm going to wait, but wait, it's not over yet. Um, all right, so here's our trivia question. Get ready for this. According to Revelation chapter 9, ooh, this is a good question. What proportion of mankind is killed by plagues of fire, smoke, and sulfur? What proportion, what percentage, or what number is given, or what uh, mathematical equation is given in regards to how many people perish? Uh, how many of mankind perish in uh, fire, smoke, and sulfur? If you think this is uh, Revelation 9, so it should be like, okay, Revelation 9. Uh, if you uh, think you know the answer, 972 445 0770. 
You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. We always send you up to the website right here, and we do that so that you will check things out on the website. Don't forget that's a great place to give because we need giving. We're not, you know, we're not. You know, I have to have fuel for my jet. It'd be really funny if I had a Jetta, wouldn't it? That'd be. I need fuel for my Jetta because uh, I, I don't. I have a. That wouldn't be too bad, actually. That'd, that'd be pretty funny. Not cheaper uh, than a jet. <laughs> it's a little cheaper. Uh, also, don't forget to pray for the ministra. I do want to give Deb props. She is the pow pow on that uh, trivia question. So very nice work. Uh, please check out the website hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemusincrease.org. Praise report? Hemusincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemusincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. <laughs> it's just, it's too short. I, I, I mean, it's just, it's like, here, okay, I got one. Somebody using a straw, and then they take the paper off the straw, and they blow on it so that the paper on the straw goes flying. While eating popcorn. While eating popcorn. Better duck. Duck. Okay. I went saw a cartoon, and it said, Donald Duck, and he turned around, and then the thing hit him in the face, and, and they said, I told you to duck. That's, that's, see, to me, <laughs> that's funny. That's, that's part of the problem right there. All right, according to Revelation 9, what portion of mankind is killed by plagues of fire, smoke, and sulfur? That is all we can leave there. Um, and uh, well, we do have history, so we do want to do history. So let's uh, play up the history song. Let's go, let's go. All right, uh, a couple of things. <clears throat> None of this should surprise anybody because we're getting close to Thanksgiving. So now you're getting into that that whole realm right there. So you need to uh, please be aware of that. Today is National Gingerbread Cookie Day. So uh, that's good. You know, uh, Noelle the other day, she got um, pumpkin spice muffins. They were good. They were good. I know it doesn't say it was good. I mean, that could be either way, but it, I'm going to trust your word, It was Dave. good. It was good. I, I believe you. She 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 really knows how to because I had picked out chocolate muffins like a month ago and they were stale. <laughs> I'll take the spice over the chocolate yeah, muffins. Yeah, they were they were pretty good. Uh, today is National Stuffing Day. <laughs> so that's yum yum. And then National Pumpkin Pie Day. How do you feel about pumpkin pie day? I love pumpkin pie, but I love pecan pie better. Thank you. Okay, I mean I'm just being honest. You know I can have pecan pie. I don't need it. I don't need Thanksgiving or Christmas or anything. pecan pie. I'm there. Do you got somebody who wants to answer the triff? Yeah? All right. All right. Well, we'll have them come over in just a second because I have to give you two more very important uh, history things. Uh, on this day in uh, 1980, this is how not important this is, 78 million people watched the show Dallas to find out who shot JR. <laughs> it's just like, Wow. That's a lot of people. And then uh, first hotel television was put in November 21st, 1947. I see. Now that's a cool fact. All right. Send the person over. Let's send them over. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Um, hi, David. It's Deborah. Hi, Deborah. How are you? 
I'm doing good. How was your weekend? Uh, it was it was challenging because I got stuck. So I got stuck on Friday. I literally went 150 yards uh, in Garland in three hours. And because it was just oh the traffic goodness. was so bad. And then that created a little bit of problem for my leg. And it was just like, oh. Uh, so it was like, couldn't work out, couldn't do this. And then then I'm a whiny baby, as my wife reminds me. <laughs> um, you know, but it's okay. So it was a challenging weekend, but I'm back and I'm feeling a lot better and my leg's better. So that all that stuff's good. But thank you for asking. All right, good. I'm glad. All right. Here's a straightforward uh, question, a little bit of math in it. According to Revelation 9, what proportion of mankind is killed by the plague of fire, smoke, and sulfur? I believe it's one-third. That is correct, Amanda! <laughs> good job. Good, 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 good job. Excellent, excellent work. So that's where people get confused and they start putting all the percentages together and it gets all messed up. One-third. People are thinking like, well, when the rapture happens, how, how are they not going to know? One-third of mankind is going to get wiped out by this stuff. I think people will be in the throes of it all. That's just what I think. There's going to be no denying it when it happens, right? Um, yeah, I agree. <laughs> excellent job, as always. Always a pleasure, by the way, to have you on on the show. Thank you, David, and y'all have a good afternoon. All right. God bless. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Great job. Always, I, I just, she does such a great job. She's the best guesser we have. Because she'll, she'll see, she'll answer the question, then she'll, she'll go, is it? And then, <laughs> Love when she calls. Yeah. And she's got it. She's lightweight 97% of the time. It's like pretty good. Okay. All right. All right. So let's back up just a little bit. I don't want you. The last portion is what's really the good portion. So I'm just stalling to teach the last portion. (laughs) Am I supposed to do that? I don't don't know. All right. So let's pick it up from where LFS is talking, where he just said, um, from my experience, I know that fools who turn from God may be successful for a moment, but then comes sudden disaster. Their children are abandoned far from help with no one to defend them. Their harvests are stolen and their wealth satisfies the thirst of many others, but not themselves. But evil does not spring from the soil and trouble does not sprout from the earth. People are born to trouble and predictably as sparks fly upward from a fire. This is poetic remember this is in the poetry part right you've got job and you've got psalms and proverbs you have song of ecclesiastes and song of solomon's these are the poetic things that that and one of the reasons is because of this statement right here just listen to what he says and it's really quite it's quite amazing he says uh evil does not spring up from the soil and trouble does not sprout from the earth People are born to trouble as predictably as sparks fly upward from a fire. This is the nicest way you can say, you know, the problem is not the dirt. And the problem is not it's not the, the ground and the ground that produces uh, vegetation and life almost uh, almost in ways we can't even comprehend. That's not the problem. The problem is people. People. And you think... Wait a minute, what do you mean people are the problem? You see, people are the reason that God has done many things, including redemption, okay? But people are also the reason for the problems. And it's easy to lose sight that we need to care about people. Now, I have 
many people in my life, and don't get weird at me, love my dogs. Our dogs sleep in our bed. We love our dogs, okay? But people are who Jesus, I mean, that was the, the intent was to save people, and and. Some people are so jerky, you know. You know the the old statement is, "I don't I don't want them to go to hell. I just don't want to see them in heaven," <laughs> you know, kind of thing. And it's important to understand that people are born for trouble. People create problems. Okay, there when when we're spiritually in warfare, that warfare is demonic. People being used by demonic influence. But what I want you to catch. He says this is the next thing. My advice to you is this. Go to God and present your case to him, for he does great works too marvelous to understand. In other words, when you're having a big problem and things are getting out of hand and the people that you're dealing with are just, you know, way out, right? Bring it to the Lord. Bring it to God. Don't try and work around it. Don't try and solve everything on your own. I try and solve so much stuff on my own. It's amazing that I have not created more disasters for myself. I've created more Ishmaels than I would ever want to admit. Sometimes you just turn it to the Lord and say, okay, this person's really kind of a jerk, and I really need you to help me with them, and please help me with them. <laughs> just let you got to. Let it go, all right? That's what we're talking about, the resentment. It's all connected. See how it's all connected, talking about the resentment? It's like, you know, you can't, you can't hold on to that. That's not the right way to do that, okay? All right. The next thing we're going to teach on, this last portion, is the coolest portion of the week. I'm just telling you. I just happen to know it is. We'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. You know, it's not just the audience that needs stuff. Sometimes the host needs a little bit of a, you know, a little Tell bit. me the show's all about you. Well, this segment is. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's not about the show. But I would say this segment, and it actually has a title for the DDD. It's called Joke Time. Is Christian humor allowed in teaching? We've actually had complaints. You know, oh, you can't teach the gospel and use humor. That's why Jesus called uh, James and John the sons of thunder, because it wasn't a humorous quip. You're right. Uh, pretty bad exegetical process, but let's look at it. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 22, Proverbs 17, 22, a joyful heart is good medicine. A joyful heart is good medicine. You've heard that before. That's not new. You know that's the case. But what happens is people take these unique interpretations in Scripture, and they think that it applies to all processes. So somebody actually said to a member at our station, you can't use levity in the gospel proclamation because Paul says you can't do it in 2 Corinthians. And then it's like, eh, wrong answer. This is why we do the thing called read. That's always fun. And uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 7 says this, in case you were trying to figure out where did that word levity come from. It's only in one translation. It's actually never used in any other capacity. But here is what he was talking about. Was I fickle when I intended to do this? Or when I made my plans, did I make so in a worldly manner in the same breath as to say yes, yes, and no, no? 
The only time that the potential word levity is used is when Paul is talking about meeting with the Corinthians. And the one interpretation you could use is, was that using lightness? It's not really the word for levity, just in case you're wondering. But was I used, did I use lightness when I made my plans with you? In other words, was I kidding around when I made plans to come see you? No. That's what Paul said. Not, you can never use humor. So whoever kind of swapped those two together really needs really needs to like relax. I think that would be the key. And then for those that are just curious, you know, when the gospel talks about, this is kind of one of those classic things, when the gospel talks about making declaration and the foolishness of preaching, the word is moria, moria, from which we get the word silliness. So Paul's like, yeah, preaching the gospel for the Greek people and for the Jewish people in large, it's kind of like a silliness thing. Yeah, that's what he said. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready for our final trivia question. It is a doozy. You guys should be able to get this pretty easy. What did God send to make the waters recede after the flood? Okay. Nobody, please, nobody answer Aquaman. Okay. Don't, don't answer Aquaman. Okay. What, because it doesn't say who, what did God send to make the waters recede after the flood? Eric gets the pow pow on that. Nice job, Eric. Very, very good work. Uh, we'll give people a chance to respond to that. The number here, what is our number? 972-445-0770. It's always good to have the phone number around. <laughs> uh, 214-210-8483. That's the text. And then David at he must increase dot org. That is the email. Those are the ways that you want to get in touch with us. The trivia question, pretty straightforward, I think. Uh, what did God send to make the water recede after the flood? What did the Lord use? Um, if we don't get a few more answers, I will give a hint, but I'm going to wait on that. Please be aware that on Thursday and Friday, which is going to be Thanksgiving Day, and then the Friday after Thanksgiving Day, which is kind of like Thanksgiving Day, it's just the extended day afterwards. One, if you're from Detroit, don't forget that Thanksgiving is the day you get to watch the Lions lose. <laughs> I just, I've been doing this a long time. I don't want to hear about it. Okay. And then number two, and number two, although they did win the other day, uh, number two is uh, uh, try to enjoy yourself. The one thing that I have been praying about, I know this is crazy, but you, you're going to be seeing family, right? And most people see family on Thanksgiving. Uh, and I'm telling you, uh, so there'll be, uh, if there's any political differences, there'll be a lot of friction. If there's any uh, faith differences, there'll be friction. Uh, these are the frictiony kind of times because Christmas is about Christ. It's a, it's a little less frictiony in that sense. Thanksgiving is kind of like the American holiday. And so what you want to do is honestly, earnestly, sincerely pray for patience. Okay, patience is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Okay, 
that is super duper 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 important to understand that it's you know it's love joy peace patience so we want that fruit to be exhibited when we're dealing with family because that would be a wise thing and just because somebody says something does not mean you have to jump up on the table and uh, start uh, grabbing a microphone and start shouting at them okay so don't don't be like me don't do that yes i did do that okay all right Trivia question. I didn't say it was smart. I said I did it. Well, what did God send to make the waters recede after the flood? I don't like that word recede because it reminds me of my hair. <laughs> it's like, right? It's like, what did God send? Baldness. <laughs> it's like, no. Okay. Um, <clears throat> all right. We'll move on. Uh, listen to this text. Oh, my goodness. I love this. You guys should love this. This is so wonderful. Uh, and we'll go from there. Here's what the text says. My advice to you is this. We're going back to what Eliphaz said. And remember, Job's friends are sharing truths, but they have wrong assumptions. They're thinking that Job is guilty of something. Job wasn't guilty of anything. But everything they're telling him, they're thinking that. Okay, Which tells you why the odd couple, the humorous thing on the odd couple about the word assume still applies to churches left and right today. And here's what he says. My advice for you is this. Go to God and present your case to him, for he does great works uh, too marvelous to understand. Listen to this line. He performs miracles without numbers. He gives rain for the earth. He sends water for the fields. He gives prosperity to the poor and the humble. And he takes sufferers to safety. He frustrates the plans of the crafty so their efforts will not succeed. This is who we're serving. Can, can you just listen? This is who we're serving. Not a taskmaster. Listen to this all referring to God. He performs miracles without numbers. He gives rain for the earth. He sends water for the fields. He gives prosperity to the poor and humble, and he takes sufferers to safety. He frustrates the plans of the crafty so their efforts will not succeed. I just get stuck on he does miracles without numbers. He performs miracles without numbers. You cannot tell me how many miracles God has performed for you. You do not know. There could be a, an additional thousand miracles that you were never aware of. That you might not have considered a miracle. Maybe you called them a coincidence. I don't know. But here's what I do know. The Lord doesn't, he doesn't say, oh, I'm going to do this much and then I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah. Uh, so my, is in my, am I looking at my little bag of tricks? Nope, nope, I'm not going to. It's like, stop that. You know how many miracles the Lord will do? As many as is needed to help his kids save them in their situations and get them through. How many is that? I don't know. What I'm trying to say is that he does miracles without number. Now, what happens here is that Eliphaz is, is, is going to say to Job, you know, all you're complaining, dude, you know, God always takes care of the good people. He always takes care of the hurting people and none of that. But see, what they're doing is they're assuming that Job's a bad person because he has bad stuff happening, okay, which is wrong. 
but he still speaks truth when he says God performs miracles without number. Do you need a miracle? Do you have God who grants miracles beyond our understanding? And it only takes a moment for a miracle. And people are thinking, but this situation took this long to get into, or this situation is this. Do not put God in a box. He is a miracle-working God. He spoke, and the universe became. He spoke, and you became. And then he breathed in you yet again for you to be born again. He is a miracle-working God. How many miracles will the Lord do? As many as it takes to take care of his own. It's just so powerful. He performs miracles without numbers. That's our God. That is who we serve. He gives rain for the earth. Without that rain, it's over. He sends water from the fields. He gives prosperity to the poor and the humble, and he takes sufferers to safety. He frustrates the plans of the crafty so their efforts will not succeed. You think, well, I I want him to frustrate the plans of the crafty sooner. You're not God. He knows when to do what to do. That's the, the one thing that I've, I could say one of the mastery lessons that I've learned as a Christian in 43-plus years or whatever it is is I can pray whatever I want before the Lord, and he may answer you know, whatever that prayer is, but I am not allowed to dictate to him the timing or the method by which he answers prayers. That is not in my purview to offer up to him saying, you will answer me this way and you will answer me like this when I pray. When I pray, I offer it up to the Lord. He knows how to best answer. And then I trust him for that. And and let's just be honest. Most of us pray and we want God to answer it as soon as we're done praying. (laughs) Answer, Lord, right now. Snap, snap, come on. It's a microwave society, God. Let's go. And that's not how he operates. So again, just thinking about that patience thing that I was saying, you got family coming up. It's like, hey, guess what? Character of the Spirit. A character of Jesus Christ. A character you and I need to reflect. Patience. And when we pray, patience. Trusting that God, who does miracles without limit, will do exactly what needs to be done when it needs to be done. Because, ready? He's faithful, he's true, and he loves you. I mean, he loves you. I mean, you know you. Sometimes you can't stand you. Just be honest. God loves you through and through. He is, he is rather amazing, is he not? I mean, he's, he's just so merciful and compassionate and full of love and full of grace and full of mercy. Most of us can't receive the mercy because we're so uh, performance-oriented or whatever you want to throw in there, I guess. <laughs> okay. 
All right. Now, I recognize in the next couple of days we probably won't have as many listeners because you get into the holidays and that's the kind of thing. That's okay. We'll, you know, it'll all be on podcasts. Don't forget our podcasts are absolutely free, although it is true that once you listen to a podcast, it gets into your brain cells and then you have to do certain things that we tell you. All right, going back to the trivia questions. That was a good line. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. You will do this. You will do this. <laughs> this is like, what? I should have thought of that years ago. They just can't help it. Okay. Uh, what did God send to make the waters recede after the flood? Are you ready? What did God send to make the waters recede after the flood? Any idea? Okay. There, it, it's it's named after there's – there's a name for it. A very popular band in the 70s had this name. And the and the first part of it was Earth, Blank, and Fire. Wind. That's it right there. There it is. Not in my D. Nailed it down. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Wind. That's what God sent. That's a good clue. That's a good clue. Huh? That was a great clue. Yeah, Thank you, you for that get, one. Can't miss that one. All right. All right, I hope you had fun. It's Monday. It's a blessing. If we ever have fun, it's a blessing that I just got here. <laughs> Let me just say that. Oh, let alone everything else. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.